Hello and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF Mentor Coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world, and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you. Observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Hey, Masters, welcome to today's episode of the Master Your Coaching Biz podcast. Our guest today is Graciela Moore from Song of Myself Coaching. And Graciela was born and raised in Puerto Rico. She was a film and literature major, real estate professional, and a highly sensitive person is how she describes herself. And she now is a coach um, after actually being involved in some other um, entrepreneurial businesses. So welcome, Graciela. So glad that you're here with us. Thank you. I'm excited. So tell us a little bit more about your journey into uh, coaching. Mm. <laughs> so growing up, um, well, so yeah, I grew up in Puerto Rico and I didn't I didn't make it to the States until I was 27. And that experience reflects on my first offering as a coach, but I'll start with answering your question, which is the journey into life coaching. Um, well, I'm a stepmom, and I was a stepmom before I was a mom, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and they're all teenagers, which is even more interesting. It's like adding mm-hmm. layers to the, you know? <laughs> and so I was, in the midst of needing um, and praying for a much needed change of pace because I was in the corporate uh, burnout, experiencing all of the perks, yet none of the respect and wellness, um, you know, mindset. Mm -hmm. And so I was completely burnt out. And in the midst of having conversations about, well, then what do I do next if I'm going to quit? what am I going to do next? And I thought about going back to school. I was never able to finish my master's in screenwriting because of a car accident that then pulled me out of Puerto Rico. And by the time I realized whether I was going to go back to school or not, that's when I got my real estate license. And so six years later, that's where I'm at. I'm like, okay, I, I need to quit real estate as I'm doing it now. It's just too much the way that it's structured. So what am I going to do? And going back to school was an option, but then I decided not to. I kept researching and I found this amazing program that is research-based and that deals with positive psychology. So instead of going back to school to finish a master's in psychology, 
I took the the shorter route, which was really what was the right choice for me. Now, as as you see how it all makes sense and whatnot, um, getting certified was the right move. Yeah, awesome. All right, so it took you out of the business that you wanted to get out of, and um, and you had mentioned before we went on record, um, you had mentioned that you deal a lot with um, like having word of mouth, having a word of mouth business versus like on co- online cold and warm leads, trends versus authenticity. How did you um, you know get into that part of it of the coaching? So I've been on Instagram for almost a decade now. Just, it was first a personal account and it was private, just like everyone starts. Um, I, I went through some personal, very dark situations involving um, restraining orders and such. So I was very protective of my online presence from the beginning. Um However, I've always been very involved in several artistic pursuits. So once all of that drama was resolved, um, in comes my account as a public account, more content related. And I have a jewelry business, um, uh, an Etsy shop, dealing and trading and buying and selling antique and vintage jewelry real antique and vintage, like 50 years old, 100 years old, 200 years old. Um, Yes. And that was that was also amazing. I've been collecting jewelry since I was 13. And my shop is still um, open. It's a song of myself jewelry shop. (laughs) And so um, then I launched um, my Senegens business, right? So I signed up to sell makeup, lip sense, wonderful company, wonderful products. I still use them, but then, and so everything that I'm telling you describes what my content was as mm-hmm. my life keeps going, right? Cause it's a, it's almost a decade. So first it was a lot about jewelry. Then I sold makeup. So it's about both my life as a mom. And then the pandemic hit <laughs> and I didn't feel, it didn't sit well with me and my values to have people be like at home, Um, not making money as I wasn't, I was furloughed as well from my real estate career. I was furloughed Um, and everybody's wearing masks. People are dying. And so I didn't feel right pushing makeup. And when it came time to renew that LipSense membership, I just didn't renew it. Now I'm just the customer that uses the products. And so um, when I launched, when I got certified, it, it was a no brainer. I mean, now my content is geared towards my clients, my audience. Um, I feel like now more than ever, my, my account really has a purpose to really reach people and to help them not just, you know, buy my lipstick or, you know, or, or embellish yourself. Like this is real soul work now that I get to do. And it's been such a privilege. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, So let's talk a little bit about that. So, you know, what kind of um, advice or, or tips would you have around a coach listening now that's, you know, there's a lot out there for us to either absorb or ignore (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. around trends and versus being authentic. And I, I always talk about being intentional and authentic. Um, But how do, how does a coach get started really thinking about how do I grow a word of mouth business? How do I make sure I'm authentic and not follow trends? Mm -hmm. I feel like, to be honest, what, what I 
deciphered through the years is that you have to approach the viewer, which could be anyone, as the way you would approach your best friend when you're telling them something. And whoever likes it, great. And whoever is a hater, you deal with that. But you really have to approach the camera as, as someone that you know and trust so that you can really put your best foot forward. We do this with our family and our friends, with our circle of people that really trust us and that we can be authentic with. And so if you want your audience and your followers to really get the same sense of who you are, you have to just bring it <laughs> as honest and, and as authentic as it applies to you. When I, when I see someone and I say, oh, they're not authentic, I'm not saying that what they're doing is not authentic to them. I'm saying what they're doing does not resonate with me and my authenticity. At least that's how I see it. I tend to see everything in a very light and positive way. <laughs> so, um, and so, and this, all of this pattern of thought and behavior is what has brought me to where I am today as a coach and the people that I get to touch with my content. And it's actually been, it's, I've thought about starting my account over a million times because of all of this culture that's been established little by little of algorithms and visibility. And all of a sudden now Instagram is a video account and it's not a photo account. So, oh my goodness, if you're not into video, better get with the program. All of these things, well, the only thing that's common in all of them is me and what I have to bring to the table. And so I've managed, it's a very small group of people. I mean, don't be fooled by 10,000 plus followers. The people that really show up every day and the people that I get to be in contact with, it's a very selective one, which is part of what makes it so great. And in my own experience, it's been wonderful to have still people who connect with me that I sold makeup to or jewelry to and that are now resonating with my coaching content. And so they've been there from the beginning and there's power in that. And, and the word of mouth versus online cold and, and warm leads is about, I mean, of course, you have to tap into the word of mouth business. The people around you physically, your neighbors, their friends, the people in your church, the people in your work, they all should know what you're doing on the side, right? And they should know why you do it. And they should know um, exactly what you can help them with, the same way that you think about your audience. And then when you bring that to Instagram or to any account, it's really more of a waiting game, like a fishing game. You know, when you go to fish, you have to really just sit there. You can't be too stressed. The fish will feel that. You can't be too loud. The fish will feel that. And so they won't come. They won't fall prey to your hook, right? Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to your content and the audience, it's the same. You just have to put it out, wait, see who resonates. And then that's the first cold lead. Who resonated with that? That's a cold lead. How can you connect with that person? And little by little establish the trust so that that person, you know, turns into a client. It may take a long time. I'm not saying it's like from one day to the next. <laughs> uh, it may take a long time. And really all of this mentality came from the real estate, 
because you do you do lead calling. You call people, hey, who do you know that wants to buy or sell? Do you want to sell your home? No. Well, who do you know? And 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 you cold call. That's cold calling, right? Mm-hmm. And you do not disturb those who do not want to be disturbed. And in Instagram, you just remove or block those who don't resonate because you don't need them. But we need yeah. you. So just keep producing content, please. <laughs> Okay, so content um, really helps you to start to build that uh, that relationship, really, right? Because you're connecting with them. Um, what would be another step? So you have content, you're reaching out. What is something else um, as far as, oh, and, and, and I like how you said, you know, family, friends, we talk about, I think a lot of us business coaches talk about, you know, your first 100 contact should be within your family, friends, previous coworkers, like whatever the situation is so that you can let everybody know what you do and how you do it. What would be a next step from there? I mean, you mean on Instagram or on Yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. Well, so you essentially you announce it right? Um, there's lots of strat- of strategies when it comes to announcing what you're up to or what you're doing. You know, you have to build the momentum and you have to build the suspense. So you let people know, um, this is what I'm working on and this is the goal. And, you know, thank you for being here. Ugh, being appreciative of their time is so huge for me because they're viewers. They're really just the people that are strolling through mindlessly who may be going through an anxiety attack and that's why they're strolling so you know your time on my account is really valued and let them know that and so when you announce it the people that resonate well the next step is to connect with them and ask questions we're we're coaches we have to ask questions um and you have to be observant too so it's not just about creating content it's about spending time in their accounts if they're public. I have a a rule about not following back people who have a private account who follow me. Instead, I just thank them for following me. And, you know, if it's been two years of you following me with your private account and we've connected, I might request to, you know, join your private account. But I have, you know, boundaries about that. Um, The next step is to find out who they are. And what they like. And I feel like we do this as coaches, as a strategy to then see, you know, when is this person in need of some assistance? Mm-hmm. What what red flags do I see where I can come in and be of service? Um, here's a freebie. Or, you know, book a book a 30-minute call. It's free, you know, if, if it's an emergency. Um, here's here's my payment plan. I don't know, like so many ways to help. And, and as long as the person doesn't create a boundary of do not disturb, like they do on the phone, you Mm -hmm. keep on, you keep on connecting and hopefully it's authentic to you. And hopefully they like that. Yeah. Um, so are you doing that like through DMS or like, what's your biggest, um, go-to for, for, for that, for staying in contact? So I do it through me commenting on their posts. So, you you know, it's not just about the DMs. It's about full-on interaction. 
I found that a lot of times when I go to someone else's account and comment on their post, then they come to my account and they pick a post and they comment on it. And so this is all just paying it forward. The energy is 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 transferable um, when it's positive, right? And so, I mean, negative energy is transferable as well. Let's not get into that. You know, that's a whole <laughs> highly sensitive, you know, conversation. Yeah. But what I mean is, um, if somebody went on your account to comment first, then go to their account and find something to comment on. Um, uh, and it's really, it's time consuming. That's another thing. If you yeah. want to have an online presence, you need to be aware that, you know, your time on that app is not, is no longer just play time. Yeah. You know, and that was a, go ahead. No, it's just going to say, um, what is the, like the average, uh, amount of time that you spend on it daily? I would say at least three hours daily. And, and so it's three hours of like Monday is the one day that I use to create content. And so that's another strategy, right? You pick a day to batch your content that way during the week, all you have to do is post it. You're not, you know, looking around for makeup and looking at yourself in the mirror. And all of a sudden you have a stain because you have a child. And so that's why you plan it and strategize. And so on Mondays, it's a, it may be a full three hours of content creation. Then on Tuesday, it's three hours of, you know, really sprinkled through the day. And that's why giving you a number is kind of hard because I do have a toddler. And so it's like, oh, 15 minutes here or 10 <laughs> minutes there. Or, you know, I go to the bathroom for two minutes and it's like two minutes. But it's about the rest of the time. I batch the content on one day so that the rest of the time I'm spending it on interactions. I'm spending it on answering questions and connecting. Um, I'm spending it on the planned lives that I do, which are scheduled. Because if I don't schedule it, one, it doesn't get done. And two, I'll be late or early. Like I need structure. Mm -hmm. So, so um, once I have a live and I notice that someone who's been on the lives before is not there that day, I reach out and I'm like, I'm sorry, you missed it. We talked about this. I thought about you. And I would hope that all of these things are not just me and my brain. I would hope that if everyone really, if it, if it works for me, it has to work for everyone else. The question is how patient are you to just do it and to ride that wave and not stop? Because once you start consistently, you cannot go back. That's another thing. You can't retract and, and start over. There's a lot of... Um, frustration and self-defeat in that and so just keep going um the instagram gurus that i follow and and now we can talk about trends because those trends come from higher accounts with higher followers and what they're doing and then it trickles down to the business owners and the content creators and the humble people like me <laughs> on the instagram hierarchy and so these people are, are creating these trends and they look great doing it because it's authentic to them in that moment. And this is where trend versus authenticity comes in the conversation. It's about when you want to follow a trend because you're hoping to go viral, that's really what following a trend is about. Mm -hmm. It's about picking a sound that has already gone viral and making it your own about your niche and about what you do in the hopes that yours gets that traction as well. 
And obviously it sometimes doesn't, um, most of the time. In fact, I don't even have a single account in my Instagram that I would say has gone viral with more than like, I don't know, 6,000 views and some people get a million, right? And so you just never know. It's like the luck of the draw. What does that tell you? Well, then that you have to keep going and keep trying. And the thing about authenticity versus trend is, oof, <laughs> if you really want to be authentic with the trend, then you need to take time to think about it. You can't just post the first thought that comes to your head when you see the trend because you want to be immediate. You have to take that sound with you, sit with it for a few. How can I really turn this into my niche? And how can I really turn this into what's valuable for my followers, not just for the trendsetters? And so it takes time for me, I feel like, um, to really ponder that. And so I feel like the general consensus would probably be, oh, well, if you have to think about it that hard, then it's not authentic. But that that doesn't make sense. The first thought is not necessarily the most authentic one. Yeah. Yeah. And as coaches, we explore other people's thoughts and feelings around things. I think we definitely should do that for ourselves as well. So I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So some really great tips in there and uh, things to think about. Um, anything kind of final tip or um, tidbit that you'd like to uh, give our audience as we're starting to wrap up? Um, so it's a good question because I'm actually pondering some do's and don'ts of having an online presence, but this article is not coming out until January. So you catch me a little bit off guard, but let me give you at least the one thing that I do consistently every single time. And it always gets a warm response, not right away. So that, so that you don't look like a psycho, but like the same day that someone follows you, if they have a public account, you follow them back. That for me is such a pet peeve. And then you message them. Thank you for following me. I strive. I mean, my message is about, I strive to bring, you know, positive content that is valuable for my highly sensitive clients. You know, I let them know right away what I do. And so if they're highly sensitive, that's the first reaction. Oh my gosh, I'm highly sensitive too. Well, I'm so glad you're here. And if they're not, it's usually more of a, what a nice welcome. Thank you so much. I am happy to be here. And then that's it until they interact again. And then I interact again. And so it really starts with that, with that business card you hand over. Yeah. And at least for me, what's worked is thank you for being here. I'm so glad that you followed me. Like it's, I don't take it for granted. And every coach I feel like should be just like that. Appreciative marketing is what it's called actually. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Um, and I totally agree. <laughs> All right. So um, you have a free gift for- I do. <laughs> I do have a free gift. It's uh, it's on a Google Drive. So just click on the link and log into your Google account and you can download. And it is a 31-day printable original journal with hopeful affirmations and journal promptings. So it's from my Hope series. So you just take the 31 days and, you know, I would love to hear your thoughts on how you were feeling in the beginning of the 31 days and how you feel about your life and the things that you're hoping for after the 31 days. It's been wonderful. Awesome. 
All right, I will have the um, link in, for the journal in the notes, guys, and also the links to connect with Graciela. And thank you so much for being with us um, today. And um, guys, have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. If you love today's show, please consider leaving me a review on the Apple Podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast. For more information about me, visit SuccessfulCoaches.com. For daily inspiration and affirmations, follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. Until next time, to your success.